Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. I hate, I hate it. We've done a podcast not in person for so long that we actually don't have equipment to do a podcast in person. Nick does over yeah. the QTB studio. Well, he only has one mic. He only has one mic? That guy can't be trusted. Yeah, we're going to do it like this when we record. It's fucking terrible. I hate everything about it. I want you to go back to California. How do you feel being on the East Coast? Weird. Is that just like a time zone thing, a weather thing, a... Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's a little bit warmer. Pandemic thing. It's a little bit warmer. It's it's sort of a pandemic thing, because I've been so used to how I'm dealing with the pandemic back home and not really seeing anyone, that I come home and there's all these people here and it just, everything sort of feels too normal, uh, where, like, I kind of wish it felt more lockdown-y. Like, obviously, it's, like, better that... You still are... want to be... You want the government to control you. That's what you're saying? No. I want... I want... Like, because nothing has changed. People are going to always act like things have changed. But, I mean, we know in this family, nothing has changed. But still... Yeah, we flattened the curve for about 45 minutes, and now we're we're shooting that baby right back up. Like, America was like, oh, flatten the curve. That's it. That's all we need to do, right? Flatten the curve means... Flatten the over. curve, and then it goes away. No, you flatten the curve, and you follow... You continue to follow those yeah, guidelines. Oh, this is working. We've ignored stuff. that. Yeah. We've completely um, ignored that. And a little post- to your benefit. Yeah. You wouldn't have been able to come across the country if they didn't ignore it. So, I mean... Well, no, people have been able to fly. People have been able to fly. My whole thing is we should have... Like, we should have fucking shut it's it terrible. down. Every state... It should, no yeah. tra- Sh- I mean, fuck, should like, travel between two towns. Shut it down for... Th- if, yeah, if we just completely locked it down for a couple months, we wouldn't be dealing... We're going to be dealing with it for a year. For a year or two now. Like, obviously... Unless you're local listening to this podcast, you don't know really what I mean when I say it. But, like, we live in Barnegat. I should have legally only been allowed in... Who knows what Barnegat is? In Waretown and uh, Manahawken. Okay. Besides so Barnegat. No yeah. so Bar- that's the town north and the town south. That's, yeah. Yeah. Just... And that would have been fine. We would have done that for a little while unless it's an, it's an absolute emergency. But if it is, there's a hospital in Manahawken, we would, we would have been good. I had the options of three different grocery stores, at least three different big grocery stores in those three towns. I would have survived. Well, it's like you said, forty thousand Wawa's. Yeah, it's like you said. We talked. We had this talk a couple months ago. The fact that we're all going to just open stuff up again. People aren't going to wear their masks, and the spike's going to go. Like, there's going to be more cases, and it's going to be all that stuff that we did to be careful was for nothing if we open yeah. it up too soon. Now, those spikes are happening, but of course, here at uh, at Good Old Footy Ado, and which is also a production, low. our cases have the Footy Ado cases have been low, but we also hope that the listeners are staying safe, right. wearing their masks, washing their hands regularly, social distancing, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Enough about that, though, because since last time we spoke, as you glug water right next to the microphone, plus since the last time we spoke, with a microphone recording us, football has returned. Uh-huh. The Premier League is back. We've seen 12 matches so far. I wish I've seen a lot less. Mm-hmm. I could have gone without at least two of those. <laughs> um, overall feelings on the Premier League returning. It's interesting. It's weird. Um, 
but it's good to have it back, whether it should be or not. Um, but I, you, I mean, you can tell, you know, I think we'll see, we'll get more excitement at it in the coming weeks. I think right now everyone's just rusty. I think it'll be more of a sense of relief they were able to come back. We were able to get some of it. Obviously, the quality is, has dipped for for some of it, um, atmosphere-wise, and even just, like, teams, their performance. Like, obviously, you watch Liverpool go up against Everton, and nil-nil draw. I don't know. How many shots? Um... Let me see. We're you know we're we're running off one thing here. So if yeah. I don't have the if I don't have the stats up for you, um, we're kind of struggling. Let's see. Uh, Eighteen shots total, th- six total shots on target in ninety minutes from two teams. Right, one That's of them being great the football. Liverpool, who have been uh, a juggernaut. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So like the the quality has dipped. Um, I think there's only a few instances, a few teams uh, that we've seen that really were, were super impressive. I think City have been impressive. Yeah. City, um, eight goals scored, zero conceded in two matches um, so far. Now, obviously, there was some rust in that first game, and, and they benefited from stuff. But oh, like, rust in that first? Do you want to talk about rust? Um, we, we, we want to go there? It wasn't a David Louise level of rust. Um, but, you know, you look at, like, a team, you know, it was into for Chelsea. You watch them against Villa. The first half seemed very much like the Chelsea of the first half of the season, mm-hmm. but then that second half was, uh, you know, the quality that we had seen uh, a little bit before um, the break. So you know, Brighton with an impressive uh, game against Arsenal. Um, like there's other teams, you know, like Sheffield who you know felt hard done by their first game back, but then. Got a red card and lost three 0 to Newcastle. Uh, Wolves were impressive. Um, you just you cover it all now and then we'll just wrap everything up. Yeah, yeah. Follow well, us on Twitter at Footy Do. No, yeah, really, like, I felt like there. I mean, it seemed to me like there was a lot more draws. Um, I think it, it probably wasn't even that way, but it just felt like the quality had been, you know, Leicester, Watford. Four four out of twelve matches there were draws. So. Um, let's let's couple go back. big ones like the, yeah. a couple of big ones let's, that draw us. Let's go back to the first day it came back. That was Wednesday, June the seventeenth, um, just under a week ago when this episode will be going out. Um, Aston Villa, Sheffield United restarted things, and uh, it was nil nil, but it shouldn't have been. We had the goal line technology uh, error, which has been the the company that is in charge of the goal line technology that created this technology said in 9,000 matches of this being used, nothing like this has ever happened. But every camera that is used for goal line technology was either impeded by a player or a post. So there's some that are impeded by the post already. Can't they just look at the regular replay? The biggest biggest thing about this is VAR has the oversight to be able to overrule that if there is an error. Because technology sometimes is faulty. And VAR did not... Well, the thing is, there wasn't an error. There wasn't a decision. Just the decision was never made by goal goal-line technology. Yeah, the decision was never made by goal-line technology, but VAR also never never got in Michael Oliver's ear and said, we need to look at this. Because the ball is clearly on the back. Yeah. That would have been the perfect... We had football on Wednesday, June 17th. We had a VAR error in the first game and a David Luiz disaster class in the second. And it just felt... It felt like we we were... just up and running. I feel like the season never left. Yeah. But um, that Sheffield, would have been really hard done by in that game. Should have had three points. 
and then a uh, a dumb sending off in the in the second their second match. So they've got one point out of a possible six. Not great for um, their European es- qualification hopes. Especially but for still in the mix. Especially for a team that we were talking about all of quarantine. You know, we had a guest on the pod, um, David Beaton, I believe. Yeah, yeah his name was. Um, you know, we had him on, and he was talking to you about, uh, you know, the the angle that you talk about with Sheffield United. They had a game in hand. You know, if they had win, they win their game in hand, they would have had European football to look forward to. If there was one more game, you know what I mean? Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a lot of hypotheticals because we didn't know if the season was coming back. And immediately come back, and they're one point from two. Uh, so it's a totally different situation for them now. Um, obviously, there's a lot of season left, and, you know, we'll see if they can bounce back and sort of regain that uh, that claim to those those upper spots that they had had occupied for most of the season. But. Yeah, because not not all those teams in the mix with them are really doing much to you know say we want this spot. It's not as bad as last year the fight for top four where every single team that was fighting for top four was like, no, we don't want no, it. You take it. Yeah, that was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, Man City and Arsenal. Mikel Arteta returns to City in what should have been the same season as he left them. But it doesn't. It just doesn't feel like that. Three um, nil, David Luiz. In my opinion, with I, I can't say it is the worst performance from a single player in the Premier League. It is certainly the worst performance I've seen from a single player in the Premier League. He was on for twenty five minutes. He gave up a goal um, by a terrible clearance ball. Ricochets off of him, falls right to Raheem Sterling, who opens the scoring, blasts it in. And then uh, he takes down Riyad Mahrez. He's the last man before the goalkeeper. And uh, he didn't make a play for the ball. Boom. Sent off. And not that Arsenal were going to win this match. I don't think they were. But I didn't think that uh, one player would be as bad as that. The, yeah, the Ar- yeah. Arsenal do find a way, even when you don't expect them to win, they find a way to make you think after a game. They could have gotten something from oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, he was like, even if there was never a chance, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, man. But, like, they did so, They had these two stupid mistakes, which really were the only reason they, they ended up losing. But it's... And it got to the point where, um, you know, I said to you, I hope City score a third. Because if those are the two goals that City... If it's a 2-0 final and those are the two goals that they get, mm-hmm. it's like it completely self-destructed. Um, and thankfully, Phil Foden um, got the third goal. And he, he, got two more, he got two more today. So yeah. he had one goal in the Premier League all season um, and now has three in a couple of days. Phil Foden, he scores when he wants. Phil Foden, he scores when he wants. Um, maybe Phil Foden could be one of the players that um, benefits the most from Euro 2020 being pushed back a summer. Yeah, yeah, he could be. Uh, we were talking about him, like, um, I think what you had pointed out, Gareth Southgate doesn't really use a number 10, which will be Foden's primary position. But, uh, you know, for a player with the quality to to get in a Man City side and start a game and get two goals... Um, you know, they rate him very highly. Pep rates him very highly. England rates him highly. Uh, but yeah, you have to wonder, do you think, um, 
you know, should he be one of the main men going forward um, uh, for England in the England setup? Just because if he's good enough to play for Manchester City, arguably one of the best teams in the world, arguably definitely better than than England. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if he's starting for that side, why shouldn't he be starting for the other thing? Um, if we uh, move on now to Friday, which we had a one day break, we got f- two games of football, and let's take one day break. We'll we'll bring it back on Friday. We get uh, Jose Mourinho's Tottenham facing Jose Mourinho's former Manchester United. Yeah. A one-one draw um, at the uh, new Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the worst named stadium in the world. Um, Steven Bergwijn no in the twenty-seventh minute. David de Gea probably should have been uh, doing a little bit better there. Uh, Roy Keane gave him. A lot of of shit at halftime said he'd be throwing hands at him and uh, would not let him back on the team bus. Um, little dramatic there, Roy. Little dramatic, but um, things were people were leveled to, off. People need to relax. Bruno like, Fernandez. These are players. <laughs> these are players just trying to play. Like, yeah, he makes a mistake. Like, relax. Like, he's not like he's not doing something on purpose. Like, it's a like, hot take. The way the way the way a lot of these like. Play, former players who are now pundits yeah. talk about their own club. It's like, a hot take oh, for a, me. It's a disgrace for the club. Like, I he fucking, disgraces I the bench. fucking hate listening to Roy Keane. Like, I really do. Like, you, like, because he just tries to play that tough guy mantra. And I just, I have no time for it. Like, I have, Roy, get him going, you save it. I have like, absolutely relax. no time for it. Um, but a penalty that was won by Paul Pogba and finished by Bruno Fernandez um, gets... Uh, Manchester United a point. They were also given a penalty um, late in the match. I don't know if it was in stoppage time. It was fairly close, um, but VAR ruled that one out. Okay. Um, a good. It would have been Eric Dyer giving away the penalty for a second time, um, but Fernandez kind of went down like his foot got stepped on, and uh, they uh, Jonathan Moss pointed to the spot and uh, VAR took a look. There was no contact made. Any sort of booking for Fernandez? He did not receive a booking. Jose Mourinho was very, very unhappy on the sideline. Um, but yeah. I think I think the storyline here is it's a huge, a huge moment for Manchester United fans. Um, finally, getting to see Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandez on the same on the same field at the same time. They're going to give Fernandez team of the season, aren't they? Yeah, he'll, he'll find his way in there. He's gonna get a team season. He's gonna he's gonna be. I mean, next season. I I would doubt he'd be in there for next season, but it is a little weird, you know, January yeah. signing. But he's been he's been great for Manchester United. He's a he's a real difference maker now. Yeah, no, there's no no denying you know how good he's been. It just I think he hasn't been there long enough to make the team of the season no. this year. No, I agree, but. Um, we got to see them for about a half hour. Paul Pogba did come on in the sixty third minute. Um, worth noting, <laughs> worth pointing out that uh, Manchester United used all five of their substitutes. Tottenham used two. They used two substitutes all match. Um, Jensen Fernandez and Giovanni Lo Celso came on in the seventieth minute, but uh, Jose Mourinho. Besides that. Went with uh, just kept the starting side out there. Now, um, Davison Sanchez and Eric Dyer as the starting center back pairing. He left both 
uh, Ian Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld on the bench. And honestly, I mean, I know Dyer gave away the penalty, and it was a that was a, a bad mistake. He let Pogba get around him and then took him down foolishly. Mm. But when I saw that as the starting um, center back pairing, I was a little bit worried for right. For did, I mean, eighty minutes, right? It, yeah. it's like, it's like they lasted a while. That I guess kind of or sort of explains the the lack of substitutions for them, you know. It was working for 80, 80, 80 minutes. So obviously it doesn't work right at the end. And Jose isn't that type of manager to be like, all right, let me put on three attack, three attacking players at once to change. You know, like he probably is way. He since he's a type of the manager who would be wary of using three changes at once like that, um, especially with ten minutes left, that could totally alter what happens and kind of let United. It's like he's gonna go for it. It's it's Mourinho. You know, he's, you said, yeah, I could use five. Fuck it, I'm using two. Using two. You're giving me more. I'm taking less. Yeah. Um, now the one player that I felt uh, I needed to point out um, in this match that I cannot figure out why he's getting anywhere near a starting team for either of these sides, Daniel James. He, I mean, just fucking stealing a living. The fact that he started. In this match, blows my mind when Mason Greenwood is on the bench. And Mason Greenwood came on, played about, I think he came on at the same change as Pogba. Um, and he has been, he, w- he was a, a spark for that team. Mm-hmm. Now, he did have the benefit of playing with a midfield of Paul Pogba and, you know, Bruno Fernandez. So it, the, the attacking sense came right. in more at that point. But, I mean... Three goals and twenty eight appearances for for Manchester United for Daniel James. Yeah, he had a bright start to the season, but he really did. fizzled outs. That really bright start where he scored the equalizer, I think it was against Palace, and went up to the Manchester United. It's at Old Trafford. He you know does the, the yeah, arm the cross yelling and him. Rashford and Martial get it back, and then they lost the game. <laughs> uh, that one Roy Keane could have been mad at David De Gea for, but yeah. um, I think Mason Greenwood, eighteen years old. Coming up through the academy, he's a bright, a bright player for, for Manchester United. Five goals in twenty three Premier League appearances this year. So, less appearances, more goals. Um, he, I think he needs to be be getting on, um, and getting more game time game time than uh, Daniel James. But listen, that's just me. What do I? What do I know? I'm, I'm not really keen. I, I know James nothing about Start of the season well. Maybe, you know, you think that you look at this as a start of the season type deal. Maybe it's a chance to get him back on his thing. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at... What is what is Mason Greenwood's stats for the season? Five five goals in 23 Premier League games. So he's done I'm more with right. less. So it's not the greatest game. either way, but he, he has warranted a spot over Daniel James. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to take a look. Give me, you know... It's it's an audio medium, so you know we got to keep going. I'm gonna try to take a look to see when these goals uh, came from uh, from Daniel James because scored in the first game. He has three goals this season yeah. in the Premier League. He has not scored in the Premier League since August. All three of his goals were in August. The first month, yeah. Does now he have I know assists that. I know. Yeah, he did he's have. Been, oh, he's got a lot of assists. He, yeah, yeah. Did so have that, assists. I mean, towards the still, middle. Still after you know right before the lockdown. He didn't contribute a goal in 2020, so right. So yeah, so 
nine, ten matches, whatever. Now, where is Mason Greenwood at in that? And, you know, it's also this is a weird thing to check out because, you know, what's everyone's fitness like? You know, how are they doing in training? Because, you know, some of this could... It, it's, it could be very much down to fitness. You These guys could be behind the pace with everything that's been going on. Um, no, yeah, that's... It's definitely fair. It, you know, it'll... Whether or not the narrative that I'm giving you right now will turn out to, to be what we're saying at the end of the season could be different, but let's see. Um, Premier League... Mason Greenwood's a lot more spread out. You know, a goal... Against Sheffield United uh, in November, then a goal against Everton in December. A week and a half later, he scores again, January 11th. He's contributed more recently, though. Yeah, he's yeah, I'm not scoring a goal since August 31st buy a player. for Daniel Maybe James. Maybe just buy someone. Maybe neither of these guys are. What are you going to go, man? Oh, my God. Is that not who you're talking about? I forgot they had him. Yeah, and he'll, he'll be there till uh, I believe, next January at least. Mm-hmm. They extended his loan. Um, but They said, what, like two games? Yeah, I Two games pandemic. They had to make a decision. Two I games pandemic. Next yeah. week when we talk, we're gonna know a lot more about some of these players that are under a contract till the end of this that till the end of the season, which was supposed to be July first. Like I don't Ryan Frazier for Bournemouth, I don't think we're gonna see him at Bournemouth until the end of the actual season now. I think he's gonna be leaving this week. Um his contract is up and he's going to protect himself. Yeah. And you know, still try to be able to get a contract. We'll see if the situations like that with David Luiz. We're gonna there's gonna be several players that are gonna have to figure out um, their contract situations in the next few days, um, and we should know a lot more by the by next week when we record another episode. But um, the weekend of football uh, that came, Arsenal losing to Brighton two one. Um, and next next game. <laughs> I don't want to get... It, it, the Burn Leno injury is a bad one. He's going to miss a lot of time. I don't know if we've had... I don't believe we've had confirmation on what the injury is or um, a timetable. It looked like an ACL. Yeah. Um, and I agree with the sentiment that Mikel Arteta put out, um, saying that I don't believe he was trying to injure him. I agree with that. I don't think that he was trying to hurt him. He was trying to nudge him out of the box to get a free kick. Because if you look at the picture when it first happens, Mape points and says, oh, look, look, he went out of the box with the ball. He's trying to get his team a free kick. Right. And then he realized how hurt Bern Leno is and backs off of it. So right. he knows exactly what he's doing. It's a defensive, defenseless player in the air that he pushed. This is not the result of it every time. But enough times that it, it something should should be done. Like, he should have been right. given a yellow card for that. Yeah. Even if it was, we're only giving you a yellow card because of what it resulted in. It, the same thing happened a couple of years ago before Matthew, Matthew Debussy's Arsenal career even got started. He was in the air, Marco Arnautovic pushed him, shoulder injury, Arsenal career basically over. Um, mm-hmm. Because of, it, it happened for a different reason, because of the emergence of Hector Bellerin then, but... Um, it, this robs Leno of like a year of his career. Yeah, yeah. That being said, poor management in this match for Mikel Arteta. Poor management to galvanize his team at, at halftime to push on and win this game. Um, I don't... I, I question the subs he made. In two matches, Gabriel Martinelli hasn't been used. Um, and he's one of the bright attacking players we have. Um, um, in the 
87th minute, we brought on uh, Kieran Tierney, Joe Willick, and Reese Nelson. It it just and a one one game. Uh, Ozil right? on the bench, Gabriel Martinelli on the bench, unused. Um, in a in a one one game at that point, yeah. So, I he's a he's a new manager. He he hasn't he's only taken charge of a, a handful of games. So substitutions right, yeah, are a thing that like he needs for... to learn, but. He didn't get it right. He called out his team's character in this game, and I, the the two goals they conceded weren't goals that top top teams will concede. And he's right to call them out, but he needs to look at himself and say, you know, we didn't go, we didn't try and win this game as much as we should have, mm-hmm. and it, it ended up costing them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it, it it's so hard to forget. He's been manager for Arsenal. When was he appointed? Uh, I believe. Six months to the day, from so yeah, so six months. But how many games? It hasn't been. It's, it's been, been. He's uh, managed what two, three months. Yeah, like he had. Yeah, it's like hard to forget that. Like he's been the manager for a while. Like mm-hmm. you walk back, you go back when they were finally back playing. It's like okay, it's a familiar face as manager, but only because he's been manager for six months. But he's really only coached the team, uh, for a much shorter time. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think. Arsenal, I think right now, which I think he needs to be very experimental with his side, um, because you know you look at Arsenal and where their uh, position is. Um, can you pull up the table? Where how how uh, how far off are they? How many points off of European football are they? So if we if we'll say that European football would say be say City say City is not making it. City's not making it. So. Four four points off, off of, of Europa off of, League. Yeah, and how much off Champions League? About eleven. Uh, off of Champions League, no, because Manchester United would be in that so. six. So six. It's, it's six, six points yeah. is a lot to make up in eight games when you're a terrible team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, but, so it's it's less than I was thinking, but I think you know maybe it's best for them to just kind of figure out what works best for them and get ready. Start, make this almost a preseason for next season. We'd be saying it's, it, they lost to, they lost to Brighton. They lost away from home to Brighton. Six points off, they lost six, six points Three points. They, they've had six points to get already and have gotten zero. Yeah. So, it's just, um, it's tough to say, well, like, that's not, that six point gap, anyone can make that up. I mean, I think, no, 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 I didn't but Arsenal. If they had that. won those two games, they're in a European spot mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, well, they're not because it's a big F. goal differential, but you know they're they're right. they're level, yeah. and it's a big F when you play a team like City and a team like right, um, <laughs> Brighton, 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 Brighton. I mean, it should be said. I'm, you know, I caused some of your pain with this game because before the game we were texting, um, and I had said, "Man, you ready for that Lewis Dunk hat trick?" Um, and then when Lewis, Lewis Dunk scored, I you know I was like, of course this was I brought this on him. Uh, That's what you always do. But I mean, the script was written. Neil Mape winner. Everyone, did. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was the worst way to for you to lose a game because I texted you about Lewis Dunk. Uh, Arsenal go up when a, a gorgeous strike from Pepe. Once he hit it, I said, oh, that's in. Um, but of course, I was talking to you jokingly about a Lewis Dunk hat trick, and then they get a goal to equalize, and I was looking at him like, is that Lewis Dunk? No. It was Lewis Dunk. And then there's only one way that you would be worse 
you know, Lewis Dunk scoring again would have been bad because I, uh, you know, center back scoring multiple goals. But the only worst thing is uh, the guy who injured your goalkeeper scoring the winner, yeah. uh, which is exactly what happened. Um, it's hell of a way to lose a game. Let's um, let's move on to a game that only involved great goals and only involved great goals after the 90th minute. Uh, Watford Lester, a 1-1 draw, but listen, if you turned it on in the 88th minute, this is an exciting match. Ben Chilwell with a with a fucking stunner. I didn't realize it was that late. Yeah, 90th minute goal from Ben Chilwell. Um, and then Craig Dawson with it. The ball's bouncing around in the box. Man, fuck it. Let me just bicycle kick this in for the equalizer in the 93rd minute, and we're going to take go. a point. Um, and how important of a point could that be for Watford? You know, that point helps keep them out. They would have been out without the point on goal difference, but now they're a point ahead of Bournemouth, who are in the drop zone, and West Ham, who are uh, just out of the drop zone. Um, so we'll... Listen, we might like that back in the season. Craig Dawson could have saved Watford with this uh, with his goal. And obviously, when you turn on Watford Lester, you're like, well, future Chelsea star Ben Chilwell is going to score. Just put up his money a little bit. But um, I've got I got a uh, hundred bucks on the Craig Dawson bicycle Plus kick. You're really to, to get a point. Everyone knew it was going to happen. I mean, why are we even talking about it? It's but hey, impressive. good for good for Watford. We've talked about you know Watford. We had uh, Ricky Hart's on. Now I guess as far as the, to talk about Watford and you know the whole thing that we talked about is the the Troy Deeney thing. Troy Deeney, who's a catalyst for that team, captain for the team, wasn't in training as long as everyone else. Um, and yeah, there might be rust regardless, but to get a point off of Leicester, um, a very much, like a much needed point, uh, to help maybe kickstart salvaging their season, uh, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's, um, very, it could be a very important, um, result because even if, even if it's not a win at that point, that like, that feels like a win for, Mm -hmm. for Leicester that they'll feel a little bit worse off because he had the lead in stoppage time. Um, you uh, touched lightly on... Every game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, on Everton-Liverpool. Snooze. We fast. can't take a lot of time to talk about it. One, because we really barely watched it. It's kind of one of those on and off things. Um, but a mm. nil-nil draw. Everton really could have... Could have won this game. There's a couple, like a, a big save from Allison, and then a rebound that gets deflected wide, just wide of the post. Yeah, Liverpool um, with more shots, but they equal on shots on target, only three. Yeah. Um, I know Everton were the first to get a chance in the game. Yeah. Um, and just the third time this season that Liverpool have dropped points. Let me repeat that. Just the third time this season that they've dropped points. That is ridiculous. That is mm. a dumb stat. Um, I hate it. And we're gonna look back on so it good. and we're gonna say, oh, they dropped points only this amount of times. Like, yeah, and you look at that one, that was after that was like them coming back from a pandemic. Yeah. Like they're rusty. And the only uh it's something we'll take away from it though is that it's now twenty two matches, twenty two Premier League Merseyside Derbies that Everton have gone winless. Mm-hmm. I believe it is eleven draws. So Liverpool didn't even have to feel the team. They could no. have feel the their U U seventeens. Which they've done a couple times this season. We don't want to play it this time. We'll we play wanna, the babies. There's there's a pandemic. We want to 
but we, we, we have to play in the stadium. Now, did you see, this is leaving the Premier League just for a second, but in Russia, FC Rostov had to field their U-17 side because their uh, first team was in quarantine. Just shut the league down. Their 17-year-old goalkeeper made 11 saves. They lost 10-1, right? They lost 10-1. <laughs> Absolutely Did ridiculous. he get man of the match? They broke uh, records. I, I, think no had, I, thought had, I thought I saw he had 15. 15? What? Listen, man. I'm a, little, I'm a little rusty at my Rostov news. 15, 15 saves. Man of the match. Uh, he lost 10-1. A goal. Imagine goalie getting man of the match in a 10-1 loss. That sounds like Sal... Uh, Something Sal would try to say after losing a game down at the field. It's like a, a late night game. Oh, come on. You see all those saves I made? You let in 10 goals. I don't want to hear it. Well, it's also, I mean, there's, that's, that's dad, our dad's counter argument. We would play football one on one. He'd be the quarterback. It's like, yeah, through two interceptions or one interception, through 20 touchdowns. Yeah, 50, it was a league record. Okay. 15 saves, including a penalty. King. Um, and I've closed the story before finding out his name so we can you know, give him the proper mention. Yeah, Listen, make 15 saves a second time. This is a Premier League podcast. It's make 16 saves. Program. You want to get named? You want to get well, mentioned? This is podcast. a Tim Howard podcast. Come on. Exactly. Um, but your Chelsea, they got, they got started with a win. It didn't look it like it was going to be that way no. until uh, Captain America, Chelsea's Avenger. He's back. You were you were shit talking to him, but then you then I had to say, like, look, he's got a decent record considering how much he's played. Right. 60th minute goal. Followed by Giroud in the 62nd. A uh, double assist there. Two two assists in, in two minutes for Espliqueta. One coming from the right side, one coming from the left. Yeah, it was he, tail, tail two he assists when he wants. Yeah, I mean, it was a tail of two assists the first half we were watching. I mean, no one for Chelsea was getting any sort of uh, good deliveries. And, mm-hmm. and they, they seemed to be running their play mostly down the right-hand side through Espliqueta. And he kept crossing in, and it was just like... No, wasn't being the first man. Wasn't getting a bad cross, bad cross. And the second, then the second half, he, he was like he got one. I think that Drew had just was a li- like it was too. It was close to goal, but it was too far out of the way for Drew. And I remember because the commentator was like, "Ah, oh, Drew, just you know he's a little off the pace with this." Like, no, it was it, it was an okay cross, but it was just off the mark. But it, he was starting to get there, and then his next cross was a goal. And then, you know, he got another assist, so he, he finally turned it on. Um, and Chelsea know. Chelsea were the better team in the first half, and they went into the breakdown. Right, goal. as it was going to be, the, the, and that's the thing. I, that's where, I, like, with Chelsea, like, the first half of the season, like I said, you know, they would dominate games, and they would concede. They would give away stupid goals. And it was like, is this going to be the same thing again? Are we going to be dealing with this? Um, but, you know, they, their quality came through, um, and they were able to... To, to bounce back and get a big win, especially with the, their next games against City, um, but also because, you know, the teams below them, Sheffield have struggled, Manchester United with a draw, dropping points, Tottenham dropping points, Wolves, of course, got their got a win, but, you know, Chelsea were able to, to you know, gain some, some valuable points to keep yeah. between them. And now... You know, teams like Manchester United and Wolves and Sheffield are saying, well, we don't think City's going to be in the Champions League next year, so fifth place could be it. Chelsea's got to kind of sit there and be like, we have to pretend like they are so right. we don't drop out of this top four. Yeah, we drop um, out and we get f- fifth and say, oh, well, we're, we're getting rid of the bad. Yeah. Eight games left to play. Chelsea with a five-point gap 
between uh, them and Manchester United. So we'll see if they do hold on to that. Next, I mean, they still have to play. They still have to play Liverpool. They still have to play Man City. So the uh, the results we didn't touch on. Um, let's see. Palace, Bournemouth. I think West Ham lost. Palace, Bournemouth. Uh, Southampton beat Norwich three nil. Uh, West Ham lose to Wolves two nil. Um, we did touch on that Sheffield Newcastle uh, a little bit, and then Man City for the third time in all competitions this season uh, beat Burnley by a scoreline of five nil. Really, fifteen nil, uh, two Premier League games and one FA Cup. Um, yeah, it seems like Burnley is a team that I always feel like Burnley was a team that would always like give them a run for their money and then lose the end. Or they did that with Arsenal a couple seasons ago. There was like four straight games where Arsenal. Yeah, Burnley still has Arsenal. Burnley. Arsenal. Yeah, and like there was like handball goals. Yeah, all, like a shell had like a hat trick off his elbow. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, of course, still at the top of the table. Man City, Leicester City, and Chelsea round out the top four, but. There's, there's teams that are uh, really coming up on it. Two losses are... No, not two. Norwich didn't play a second game, did they? No, just no, one no. loss for Norwich um, since the restart. But not a not a loss that is going to... That they're really going to take many positives away from. A 3-0 loss is yeah. a, a tough one to bounce back and from. What was, our, what was our bottom three that we listed? Last My, episode? I had Norwich, I Bournemouth, had Norwich, and maybe Watford. I had Norwich, Villa, and West Ham. You had Norwich, Bournemouth, and Watford. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a hybrid of ours, the, the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, Villa, man, we yeah. never took an ad break, and we're not going to at this point. You can we are an Elthaway production. I can throw it in there when I want. You can figure it out. It could even be the end of the episode. I can throw it in and post. It's like a cool thing that people say. Hey, we'll do it in, we'll add it in and post. It's, it, but you fucking... Just say I'll throw it in later. Okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to do... We're going to release a pod on Tuesdays, even though that there's going to be football every day. Like, by the time you listen to this... Are we doing it on Mondays from now on? It is Monday now, and it's... 10.45 p.m. So we're no, going to... So this one will be on Tuesday. This will be on Tuesday. Uh, after we'll, that, we'll you want to do Monday. This is our announcement for it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even break the news to Nick, so... Uh, um, so we're going to... What are you going to do? Yeah, um, but... Uh, we got midweek football. We have FA Cup um, quarterfinal matches before the next time uh, that we talk. So we're, we're going to be talking about a lot. We I mean, are, yeah. What you got to do is you got to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At what do you do? Um, you hopefully know how to spell it, or else you wouldn't be listening to this. Yeah. Um you Dukes. Follow Ilto Eight Productions on Twitter. Ilto no on Instagram. Ilto Eight Prod on Twitter. We're gonna get that right. I hope by the next time we talk to you, we just switch one of the handles to match the other. Yeah, but it's the thing not is, the, it's not, not that available hard. on the one platform. But I think I like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're, We're gonna, gonna figure it out. But listen, so, Jared, as always, pardon our Twitter handles.